Hey there, folks. Welcome to Rock and Rally Tennis, where it's all tennis, all the time. I'm James Lynn. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Rally. That's rock underscore and underscore rally. And on Facebook at facebook.com backslash rock and rally tennis. This is podcast episode number 191. Hey, it's good to be back after taking a little break. You know, it's been a few weeks since our last podcast. So here's to brighter days and a return to normalcy in 2021. Now let's dive right back in. In this podcast, I want to talk about the value of hitting the ball short intentionally. <laughs> yes, folks, you heard correctly. No need to adjust your device. You know, players are taught to hit the ball deep to the opponent's side of the court, which generally means trying to hit the ball beyond your opponent's service line and closer to the baseline. Keep it deep is something virtually all tennis players have heard at some point from a coach, instructor, playing partner, friends, and others around the game. It goes without saying that keeping the ball deep is sound advice. And generally speaking, when the ball lands closer to the baseline, it's more challenging for your opponent to hit an offensive and penetrating shot versus a ball that lands short, which most advanced players these days can and will punish. You know, in this era of first strike or power tennis, most players, whether at the professional or recreational level, tend to play from several feet behind the baseline. Now, this is understandable for the most part because of the sheer pace and action with which the balls are struck these days. Now, let me say, I have an enormous respect and appreciation for the brand of first strike power tennis that dominates the game today. But there is something to be said about hitting the ball short intentionally. Most players are fairly comfortable and adept at moving laterally to hit the ball, but they are not as confident, proficient, or formidable when they have to move forward to hit the ball. Moreover, with many players these days playing from several feet behind the baseline, hitting the ball short is, you know, just simply a, it can just simply be a very effective tactic. You know, Federer is a prime example of this. Throughout his storied career, a less talked about, but nevertheless an important component of his multifaceted arsenal and tactical brilliance, is the way he employs the variety of his backhand slices. Oftentimes, he uses his slice as an offensive shot, not by hitting it hard, per se, but by keeping it low and short to his opponent's side and drawing the player forward and out of his comfort zone. Now, I'm a firm believer that all players should try to add some type of short ball shot to their arsenal. Now, there is a tremendous value in doing so. Now, one of the unfortunate trends in how the game is largely played today is that players simply try to power their way or hit through their opponents rather than expanding their tactical approach and utilizing different parts of the court. You know, aside from a drop shot or weak dink, many players simply do not possess the variety of shots to hit a ball short by design. You know, a fairly recent example that comes to mind was the quarterfinal match at the 2020 U.S. Open between Shapovalov and Karenio Busta, a close match won by Karenio Busta in five sets. Throughout the four-hour match, Shapovalov just kept blasting away, serves, returns, forehands, backhands, volleys, while Karenio Busta defended comfortably from 8, 9, 10 feet behind the baseline. In the interest of full disclosure, I am a huge fan of Shapovalov. To me, he is one of the most talented and exciting young players to watch. But I remember watching this match and literally shouting at the television, and I kid you not, on at least two dozen occasions for Shapovalov to cut or dink the ball short or do something to bring Karenio Busta forward to get him out of that comfort zone from 8 to 10 feet behind the baseline. Unfortunately, Shapovalov continued to blast away trying to hit through Karenio Busta, 
Ultimately, Shapovalov either got passed or made errors in the process, which really ended up being the swing factor in the outcome of the match. I believe that for Shapovalov, even mixing in a few drop shots in some of these rallies would have been a good play, if for nothing else, just to get Karenia Busta off of his comfort spot and in more practical terms as an investment for future points in the match. Now at the club and recreational level, hitting the ball short, in particular a low, short, angled chip or dink, can be a very effective offensive tactic. A drop shot can be effective, but drop shots tend to be largely high risk, low percentage type shots. You know, the problem with trying to hit the ball short on purpose is that there aren't too many players that actually can consistently produce an offensive shot that is short. You know, the reason why this is the case is that most players simply do not work on it. Consequently, it rarely becomes a part of their repertoire. Now, folks, the bottom line is this. Since the dawn of time, it's been said that practice makes perfect. If so, then I highly encourage you to put in the necessary time and effort to develop a short ball shot to add to your arsenal. You will be pleasantly surprised at what hitting it short intentionally will yield for your game. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. Thanks for joining us at Rock and Rally Tennis. Until next time, continue to stay safe, stay healthy, stay strong. Please subscribe to our podcast at rockandrallytennis.com. I'm James Lynn. See you next time.